Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Parkscope Unprofessional Hi, Podcast Joe. Hour. Joining me tonight is Nick. Nick, how are you doing? I'm rested. You're rested. How was Cowfish in uh, South Carolina? Or North uh, Carolina? North Carolina. North? Sorry. I forget where they're yeah. at. How was uh, it? It was good. Good? Yeah. As your service in Orlando, but yeah, good. <laughs> oh. It's not hard to do. Yeah, exactly. But but delicious. Did you eat yeah. any fried pickles? Because that's the real no. big question. Oh, God. No, they, they did come home with us, though. They did come home, so maybe Jen just can like yeah. force feed you the like the fried no. pickles at night? No. no. Maybe you can try fried pickles and like them and enjoy them sometime. No. <laughs> Not gonna happen. Maybe would you would you like them in a box? Would you like them? No, in a I fox? would not like them in a box. <laughs> okay. I would not like them in the air. I would not eat them in Delaware. <laughs> also joining us tonight is Sean. Sean, how are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Hi, Sean. What's up? And uh, well, I mean, you like fried pickles. Uh, I actually I like pickles. I'm not a huge fan of the fried pickles. How so? Like, do you like the crisps or like, you know, the little round ones? You like the spears? I mean, like, I like the spears. I, I prefer the spears. The spears. Pickles are the devil. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Also joining us tonight is John. <laughs> Hi, from... John. <laughs> hey. John from InsideUniversal.net, right? Yeah. Yeah, dot net. Yeah, it's dot net. Yeah, sort dot of. net. Yeah, sort of. Hi, Let's John. go with that. Univer- Universalons.com, so. Okay, yeah. InsideUniversal.net. John, do you like fried pickles? I hate pickles, actually. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> I, I, you know, I mean that. John that is on the podcast from now on. It just it, pickles smell weird. You put it in your mouth and it's sort of foreign. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's just it's green. It's green. Why would you put? I mean, no disrespect to people who like pickles. You know, if you're if you lobby for pickles, that's that's your right. But <laughs> I I flip and hate pickles, uh, and I take them out from everything. Anything that's in my food with pickles, I take them out. But what about so. fried pickles? I haven't had fried pickles, but if I hate them too, then um, I know who to blame. I usually don't like pickles, but fried pickles are pretty special. So do they have that pickly taste? Uh, the fried kind of like, and they're nice and warm. They don't have it as much, and the breading kind warm of cuts pickles? it. Ooh, see, warm pickles <laughs> kind of sound. No, it's worse not like you're pickles. just. I mean, they're like hot, you know, because you deep fried them. Yeah, uh, they're good. You know, if you I mean. want to send me one through FedEx, that's I'll taste it. <laughs> Yes. But if I hate it, I'll let you know I hate it. Will do. Uh, next time you're at uh, Universal Orlando, we'll go to Cowfish and get a uh, appetizer of the fried pickles. <laughs> okay. That sounds like a deal. Okay, awesome. So, starting tonight's podcast, which is not a game scope, by the way. Derek, Derek, <laughs> Derek Bergen. Bergen. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, we're going to start off with a really quick story. Uh, Walt Disney World is banning selfie sticks starting June 30th, 2015. Um. So, yeah, selfie sticks will not be allowed in the park. Uh, I guess this at is all? not at all. Um, oh. Guests will not Are they be... going to search you? Uh, guests will not be permitted to even bring the items into any of the Walt Disney World theme parks Ow. due to safety concerns imposed by the s- items being brought onto rides. Guest relations cast members will be assigned to security screening areas in front of all the parks to assist, ge- to assist the security cast in dealing with guests trying to bring in their quote-unquote selfie sticks. Um, this is from... Best friends of the podcast, WDW News Today. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what What happens if it's a monopod? Like, at what point does this extend to monopods and tripods? Well, I mean, but it, what's a monopod then? Is that, is that like a selfie stick? I mean, it's, it's, I, mean it's, um, I mean, Nick has a universal monopod, and that is a selfie stick, so. 
It's sort of, um, yeah. it's a selfie stick on steroids. I use one sometimes when we go to an event. Um, and it's useful for kind of keeping a stable picture, but you have a lot of flexibility to move it. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it seems like if, I mean, are they outright banning it as in you cannot enter the property with a selfie stick? If that's the case, that's pretty, I, that's all, pretty radical. All I know is that, is what we're hearing is that we, uh, let's see. Official description is by July 2015, guests will not be permitted to even bring these items into the Walt Disney World theme parks, quote unquote, safe you know, selfie sticks due to wow. safety concerns imposed by items being brought onto rides. Um, information is that it's only applicable to Walt Disney world, Hong Kong, Disneyland and Disneyland resort, Paris. So Japan and uh, Disneyland resort sound okay right now. Wait, what? Yeah, exactly. Japan, J- Japan is pretty strict though. Aren't they? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah Japan, Japan doesn't even allow tripods or monopods. Yeah. So I'm sure but th- like, Disney doesn't run that, so they can't. They're obviously not making this rule. But it's weird that Disney, because they just had this week where they shut down California Screaming because of it. Well, not even this week. Today. I thought it was like yesterday or something. No, it was today. Oh, whatever. (laughs) So, yeah, like, what? uh, Whatever. Well, it wouldn't surprise me if um, Tokyo Disneyland already banned it. Because every time I was if you go to the Universal Park there, it's all. they don't let you film anything. Not even Waterworld, which is the show. They don't let you film anything. They they come at you if you have a camera, and they come at you especially if they can tell you're an American. No, um, Tokyo great. Tokyo Disneyland won't let you film anything, but and won't let you bring in um, tripods. But they're I mean they're cool with photo- like photography otherwise. But yeah, they don't. They're not a fan of uh, letting you film things. I mean, they're they're banned at Grad Bash, so I don't know. It's it's bizarre. I mean, it's a weird cultural kind of phenomenon. The selfie sticks. So, I mean, it, it's going to be hard to impose because at what point are you just like taking photos with it versus taking it on rides? Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, and well, it, they, seem, they seem to be more prolific than any sort of monopod or tripod. Because you usually see tripods with professional cameras, right? Really nice cameras. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas almost every every uh, everyone and their mom has a selfie stick, and it seems like every time I go to Disneyland, I don't I, actually you don't see this quite often at Universal Studios Hollywood. But if you go to Disneyland, you see them everywhere. Um, you see them walking, and you're trying to walk, and you accidentally get hit in the head with a selfie stick because they pull them out and they whip them out right in front of you without warning. Yeah, and they're not attached to nice cameras. They're attached to, like, a cheap-ass GoPro or something. So, which is still not cheap, but it's, like, just, you know, not a really high-duty camera. It's just a GoPro. So, yeah, it, it's really interesting. I I, I want to see how this goes. Yeah, I saw a girl get in trouble at one of the Smithsonian's this past weekend with one sticking it over into the exhibit light. Oh, God. So. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, I... Yeah, I mean, the question is, what point are... Well, uh, Walt Disney World News Today said that you'll be able to, like, if you bring them, you'll be able to check them in and, like, kind of reserve them. Like, hey, you can't bring them. Either you can take them back to your car or you we can, like, give you a ticket for it. And then yeah, that's, that's how they do it. Nice, right though. That's pretty nice. Universal will make you uh, leave. Yeah. <laughs> that's Here's, how they do it at Grad Bash. They, like, um, like a TSA? Like, 
if they bring anything into the parks at Grad Bash that they're not supposed to have, they uh, take them and they tag them and they give them a rain check receipt. And then at the end of the night, they can go pick them up from that's a Disney pretty good. Area. I'm surprised. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I talked about selfie sticks more than I thought what I would tonight. But, yeah, selfie sticks, they're being banned. So, I guess that's good in a way. I mean, I don't know. I've, I'm not a huge selfie stick person, so I don't know what else to say besides them. Um, anyone else with selfie sticks? Nope. Awesome. Sounds good. Let's move on to something we that at least John knows more about. Uh, well, let's talk about some of the Fast and the Furious Supercharged. Uh, Fast and the Furious Supercharged opened earlier this week, like Monday, Tuesday. John, well, this is a bit of yeah. This is a bit of a um, issue that at least people from our side have talked about for quite a few weeks. The official date that we were notified of was June twenty fifth, so okay. today. Mm-hmm. But if you actually do some digging, you'll see merchandise or not merchandise, but you'll see advertising showing June twenty fourth. <laughs> so. Oh, <laughs> it's been in sobs at least since this Saturday, this Sunday, I should say. Um, and it officially open, regardless, it's officially open now. You should be able to go through it and have a fun time, if that's your thing. Or if you don't, tough. You still have to go through it anyway if you're on the studio as well. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, it's so far. If you if you read the review that I think one of our editors put out, Kaylee, you'll see that the reaction is not. It's not overwhelmingly positive i would think that it's a little mixed to okay um there are people on our staff that load the attraction that don't understand how it's possible that they could create that after king kong and there are others that simply love it they they love the premise they love everything about it i think that it's a huge step up so regardless of what you think about it, i've never seen an attraction from universal at least in recent years get such a mixed reaction i'm sure you guys have read some of the fan comments on social media yeah uh, Many of them have been. Let's not let's not kind of mince words here. Most of them have been negative. Um, but we we went to the opening on the twenty third, and guests seem to like it. So I'm not really sure what to think. I personally think the the animation is fine in itself. But you can talk to other people on our staff that that disagree with me and think I'm full of poop. So <laughs> take that for what you will. I, I I don't think it's an overwhelming hit in terms of maybe what the fans think. But judging by today's park activity, people obviously like the attraction, or they like the franchise. They like what it could be. Um, as to how they react to it in person, that that's another question that we'll have to see answered in the next few weeks. Okay. So you said you were at the media event. Yeah. So we were there on the twenty third. Usually, Universal Studios Hollywood does a fantastic opening. They always kind of. I'm not sure about. Florida's openings. I know that for Wizarding World and, and Islands of Adventure, that was spectacular. That was by Thinkwell. And Thinkwell did the same event for Fast and the Furious. And what, what had happened was imagine the park president from Universal Orlando being driven in a very fast car uh, in a loop and then making a joke about how he shouldn't be using Uber as a result. Um, and that's what happened to Universal Studios Hollywood's park president, Larry Kurzweil. He came up, did a little speech after a song and dance routine by a few dancers. Um, and spoiler alert, because this kind of tells you what the animation is about as well, the FBI comes in after Vin Diesel gives a little speech as well, and Ron Meyer, the FBI come in and, and tells everyone that somehow a car has been stolen, right? And someone <laughs> in this audience has stole a car, has stolen a car, and he won't let us go, and of course, something else happens. A car goes through the sign, fireworks happen, and everyone is taken to the animation. Now, this, this event was unusual in the fact that 
unlike say Springfield or Despicable Me where this was actually held in the park, many people in the in this event were escorted to Courthouse Square. So you're That's actually cool. standing on the set of Back to the Future, somehow related to also Fast and Furious. Um, and many people have asked the question, why didn't they do it next to the animation? But but they, they did a little stunt show. It was fantastic. Action Horizons, which did Waterworld as well, had a say in this stunt show. And it was pretty good. You, usually Universal does a good job with these kinds of openings. Um, and they usually went up Florida. So this was, this was especially good. But we'll see what happens in Florida when they open their eyes. But everyone liked it. Everyone in the media seemed to like it. I'm not sure if everyone in the fan community liked it. But they sharpened up some imagery. It looks much smoother now. It looks much crisper. Uh, they got rid of some of the obnoxious water effects and they added more fog. <laughs> kept fog up. Yeah. So, all in all, it's a pretty good, and I think it's a good animation, but like I mentioned before, it's gotten some interesting reviews if you want to really delve into that. Yeah, I, uh, I watched a video of it. I think I think it, there, there's parts that are definitely a step up from Kong, like the the multiple rooms. Like I think the, going in the garage is cool, and then... The, the Musion effect is really well done, it looks like. Um, but that... The, the, you actually liked it from the video. That's surprising. Well, wait. <laughs> Let me finish. Um, I thought... I think there's... Th those are the two things. Like, the, the physical sets inside, the, like, when you first go into the garage and they have, like, the props and stuff is cool. And the Musion effect is well done. But I think the script is a mess. Like, real, real bad. That's weird because many, if, if you guys follow Inside Universal, John Green hates the script or he does not like it intensely. Um, and he thinks the acting is not great. I, I think it's campy, but Fast and Furious is also kind of campy too. I mean, at a certain point, The Rock winks at you twice during the whole animation, kind of letting you know that this is kind of, you're in a theme park attraction. Yeah, I, I think they went a little, and I, I like the Fast and Furious movies, um, but I, th I think they went a little over the top with the camp. Um, but I will say this, though. So I, I think out of every attraction or animation that Universal has, this is probably the worst one you're going to see through video. It doesn't really translate. No, I, yeah, I agree, yeah. It, it, it does not look, especially the previews, right? We, we had a video out, and if you read the comments for that video, you'll see most people are not a fan of that video, not because we shook the camera around, but because it just it didn't look good. Um, but they they refreshed the animation; it looks better now. But as well, I mean, I, I can go through the main criticism, right? One of them has been the fact that the Munson room, the the scenery or or the footage is too revealing, right? It's too sexual in nature. Yeah, that's that was another thing. I was surprised about how kind of adult a lot of this stuff even some of the language used i was surprised it's in a theme park cookie puss i, I mean I, yeah cookie puss sour or something stink I mean, pickle stink pickle i i didn't think it was that <laughs> explicit to be honest with you i don't think it's anything worse than you would see at a theme park on a summer day uh, in california but i mean i let, let me put it this way I, the studio tour has never been suitable for all ages in my opinion no yeah, yeah. If you look at old park maps, you always see a little asterisk that says not suitable or, or, or parental discretion advised. I mean, for goodness sake, in the 70s, they had a shark kill someone, <laughs> right? So it's never been a kid. It's never been it's a small world. And one of my favorite elements about this attraction, and at least Universal as a whole, is they've always been willing to kind of push the boundaries. I don't think this is really pushing the boundaries. I, I don't get the, the, the uproar, but there are people on our staff 
that have an issue with it. Um, I don't understand. I don't think it's worse than anything you would see on cable. But I, I understand that criticism. If if you're bringing a kid to the studio tour, that may not be something that you want to see. I, yeah, I don't think it's a huge deal. I it just surprised me. Well, this is uh, this is the same park that the creature from the Black Lagoon. They yeah. did Viagra jokes. <laughs> well, so, I mean, I mean, before I mean, you do the whole entire Fast and the Furious thing. You do have Norm Bates chase, chasing you with a knife. I mean, you yeah. have Jaws. So I mean, it's not like it's this some sort of you know normal like it's King not- Kong breaks a dinosaur's like mouth like twice, like <laughs> literally breaks it in slow motion. It says. You cannot eat anymore. You are now dead, and it is not a quick. <laughs> it is a painful death because you're going to be starving to death. Yeah, you're going to have to somehow. Someone's going to eat you. So I mean, don't it, like it, the. Don't they have like velociraptors now, like eating people in the Lost World scene or something at in the uh, at the night tour? So oh man, yeah, we should talk about the night tour too because oh, yeah. that, that's we'll, we'll do that but, next. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's not. I mean, forget. Look at the original King Kong. Right, Kelly King in a helicopter gets killed to death. Like you see her die. You see her on television spin around in a circle, and then her helicopter comes in and catches in flames. Mm-hmm. Like that's not Disney friendly. You know, it's not. Oh, she has a ouchie. She's gonna get better. She's dead. And you, you know, King you Kong really. Like, uh, you see her in like a, a sling and crutches at the end of the ride. And she's like, <laughs> everything's fine. Yeah, yeah, the magic is still there, but it, it you know, it. I don't. I don't get that criticism i just i really don't you don't have to talk to someone on uh you have to talk to maybe someone else from from the side that that actually has that criticism but that that is a criticism that i've heard many people on our facebook group don't seem to respond to that criticism well they think it's overblown or they don't think it's as valid as it should be but there is a group that is concerned about that um another criticism would be the fact that the animation when it first opened was pretty interesting (laughs) <laughs> Let me put it that way. I've it's, I've heard a lot of comparisons to the um, Hogwarts Express animation, especially I've the never, London I, stuff. I, I've never um, I've never been on Hogwarts Express, but from what I see from it, it's it's like sixty frames per second, right? When you watch a soap opera, it, it's unnaturally smooth. Um, okay. And that coupled with the fact that these they're not they don't I don't they they use like motion capture, but they recreated like Vin Diesel. And he looks like, according to one Twitter user, he looks like Mr. Clean. <laughs> it, looks, it, looks car- it looks cartoonish. I didn't think it was that bad, but it, it doesn't look realistic. And the fact that it's in daylight doesn't, it doesn't help it. If you're, yeah, if I think you're that was the animation. biggest mistake. It was poor um, design. People, people were wondering why Weta Digital didn't do this one. right? Why Universal hired another company to do this versus Weta Digital, which King Kong, again, looks a lot better than... Than fast, it's improved, but I, animation-wise, I still don't think it's as good as Kong um, for a multitude of reasons. And I'm not sure that's a testament to how well Kong was done or a knock on Fast and Furious, but it looks kind of it looks odd. It's a lot better now, but it looked odd when it first came out. And I think the biggest criticism, the most valid, is it has no plot. There's so much happening at once to where with King Kong, King Kong moves from left to right, and you're always, if you're smart enough, following him. There are some guests that kind of stare at the trees, and I don't really know why they're doing that. But if you follow him, you see that everyone is looking at wherever Kong is, and everyone is focused on one point. Whereas Fast and Furious, Michelle Rodriguez, and these are on the right, and then I guess The Rock is on the left, and they're all doing things. And you're all yeah. going down the 101 or 405. I don't know what you're doing. 
And there's so much is happening at once that when it ends, it's so abrupt that many people are left wondering what really happened. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's the most valid criticism. Again, I think it's fast and furious. I'm not expecting much in terms of a plot, but I can definitely see if you're a fan of Kong and you're expecting them to do something better in terms of a plot. This, this may not be it. It this may not, may not be it. It may not even be plot, but something easier to follow. It's just it, it, it visually easily just follow. I mean, spoiler alert again, well, it's too late now. But if, <laughs> if you're in a Jurassic, this is what the ride essentially does. Or this is what the animation does. It's not a ride, it's anime. Oh, God. It's an animation. Um, you're, you're in the Jurassic Park parking lot. You're getting pulled out. You're on the freeway all of a sudden or on a street. Bad things are happening. Bad guy gets thrown in like a cement wall. And then you're in this shipping dock after you leap over a bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not really sure what is that a plot? I mean, what do you guys think? <laughs> you guys have seen the video. Would it's, you consider that a plot, or would you consider that sort of? I don't even know how to describe it. it. The the actual animation itself doesn't have a plot, but they're trying to compensate by having an overall arcing plot of the. You're trying to you know help someone who's a a witness protection program, <laughs> you know that that whole thing. They're trying oh, to injure. They're trying to introduce plot where it doesn't work. We we should have talked about the uh, the pre-show videos first because what they do on the tram is they say, "Oh no, there's there's Don Toretto's car. Let me call in security." Which, by the way, is handled by a company called Securitas, which many people don't take. Anyway, I'm not going to go into that, yeah. but they, many people <laughs> don't take it seriously. Okay, so for for Securitas to be hooked up to FBI uh, or the FBI is unusual. Right, kind of unusual. Because yeah. literally, he's like, "Okay, tram, I'm gonna check on it now." And then ten seconds later, "Okay, I'm patching you to FBI." And then the <laughs> rock comes in, and it's sort of everyone's laughing. Everyone gets how campy it is. But for those that aren't, some fans, for instance, it's it's like an ice pick, right? They, they it's like an ice pick. But for most, again, I like to stress this. I think it's fine. Um, I don't think fans will like it as much as guests. But if fans, but if guests seem to like it, then that's what may ultimately matter. Um, my only concern, my only criticism that I think is true, um, that I really think is the number one criticism, is I know a lot of people are thinking that this is going to be a roller coaster. Yeah. Right. And they think that it's going to be a ride. So when they go to the park to find out it's not a ride, I don't. I'm not sure what kind of scene that's going to play out. Especially since yeah. they advertise it as the new ride or whatever. Yeah, with 120 miles per hour simulated speeds. Yeah, but uh, also above it, like above the logo, it says "new ride." <laughs> well, I mean, I, I understand why they do that. I I understand their dilemma because you can't say, "Hey, look, this is a tour animation." Remember what that is on a studio tour. Because no one's going to go on the studio tour as a result, right? King Kong is probably the exception, but. No one, no one likes it. No one wants to go through a forty-five minute tour to see something that's a minute and a half. Yeah. Um, and the biggest criticism is it screens. Um, I know Sean may not like this criticism, but you know, I get this question a lot. I, even when I talk to friends, I say, "Hey, look, Fast and Furious is going to open. Are you thinking about going to Universal anytime soon?" And they said, first things first, is it a three D screen?" And when I say yes, it is. They think, "Ah, oh, no." Yeah, you know, well, I, and, I, I, and they haven't broken that that caricature of what Hollywood is about yet. 
Sean, which is you, a bit concerning. I think you'd well, no. respond to that real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, see, see, in this situation, I get it because it's it's nothing. It's just jostling around in front of a screen. But like, see, I don't see a ride like Transformer like to be a screen. You know, I think Transformers is the right way to do screens. You know, you'll see Forbidden Journey and you know things like that. That's how you do screens, and that's what I have a problem when. Disney fans talk about those rides and complain about screens. I kind of, I would kind of get the complaint with, with Fast and Furious. Well, I, I think we were talking about different because I'm I'm from California, so I, I have not right. for everyone listening. I haven't been at Disney World in ten years or fifteen years. I really don't. Right. <laughs> I have no incentive to go back unless they do a World of Color. But for California, the recent additions that Disneyland has done. I guess would be Radiator Springs, right, and World of Color, and, yeah. and World of Color has screens too, right? It's a screen attraction. But it's it's a Universal... show, though. It's like world. It's like fantastic. It's like fantastic yes, or yes, I, island, yeah, or illuminations. It, yeah, it, it, it's really and it's fountains, right? So that's a that would be a different class of screens that I would think. Okay, if you're gonna dog it for being a screen, whatever, right? Versus Midway Mania, I don't understand why people like that ride. That ride to me is kind of <laughs> completely agree. Completely agree. It, See, it, I actually I, don't understand I like it. Midway Mania a lot. I, like I think it's really fun. But... What? Well, I'm a lazy, what? You I'm like lazy, it? Yeah. I'm a lazy Californian. I don't want to move my hand. I just give up halfway through. <laughs> I thought you hate it, Sean. No, I no. never said I hated it. I've Sean always said I, I think that's fun. Oh my god, I'm, my 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 world's destroyed right now. Uh, I've literally Sean, always said that I enjoy that attraction. Sean just has always described it as just a ride that's fun. Like there's no yeah. other point to it other than it's fun okay. and that's fine. Okay, fair enough. Don't you get tired of like pulling the stupid string though? Yeah. I get really tired. I just I'm like when I'm playing against, I'm like, oh, you win. I, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like while we're oh look, we're turning around. It's we, another screen. We have use. We're used to that because we have the uh, mounted guns on Buzz Lightyear at Disney World, <laughs> as opposed to the ones oh, you can just pick up and just move guns. around. Yeah. Oh, that Buzz Lightyear, by the way, Disneyland has the best ride. Oh yeah, you can spin that carriage twenty. Mr. Green would know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> He, he he's a contributing guy inside Universal, but what would happen is every time I take him on that ride, it's like uh, Autopia. You know, when when I'm in Autopia, I don't I don't I just I don't lift my hands up in the air, and I hope that we mount the track, right? <laughs> um, and when I went on it with him recently, I just stepped on his foot. <laughs> you know, so I like these interactive rides because Buzz Lightyear, you can just spin that carriage for like eighty percent of the ride. And you can. What I do is I point it at things that are walls and things that you can't shoot at. Um, <laughs> he gets irritated, which I think is funny. But but on on the other point, I'm trying to make that look at Universal's recent additions for Hollywood. Fast uh, for, for Transformers, at least I agree that's a great ride, right? People are not thinking screens, but Transformers, Simpsons, um, King Kong, Despicable mm-hmm. Me, Fast and Furious, all those are are reliant so heavily on screens. That it builds the park up to something where at half the attractions, if not more, you're grabbing 3D glasses. On the lower lot, yeah. one third of the attractions on the lower lot are screens. Half of the attractions on the upper lot are screens. The only practical rides that Hollywood has left are Jurassic Park and Revenge of the Mummy. Yeah. Right? And, and that's really, I think Florida has a bigger variance than Hollywood, definitely. Mm-hmm. So that, that criticism is not as valid in, in Florida. But it's something that I'm always kind of oh, wondering why. But we still why. hear it. <laughs> but, but I'm always wondering why Universal must know about this, this stereotype. And I'm wondering why they don't really combat it to the point where they say, look, we're just going to do something that's practical to shut people up. 
Well, because uh, once it once it once it gets to the point where people that are not theme park fans are concerned about screens being an issue, that that to me reaches a new level to where oh you're thinking about this now, you know theme park fans that are not or or people that are not theme park fans when they start thinking about it, it, it becomes to me alarming. Yeah, because that's what the general public thinks, and think, that is the the caricature right now for Hollywood. I think one of the big one of the big factors for screens. Um, Especially is with what Universal deals with, which is IPs. Um, the big thing is that a lot of their uh, contract agreements are you have to replicate what these people look like. I mean, J.K. Rowling wouldn't allow anyone to not look like, you know, the people in the movie. So they got, you know, everyone to look like they are in the movie. So they have to use screens as opposed to, you know, something like what Disney does where it's like Ellen anim- audio animatronic and a universe energy, <laughs> which... Looks like Ellen-ish, maybe. <laughs> no, no not at all. Not at all. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. Looks like ET. Like even like a ride like Despicable Me. Yeah, like, that could have been a really. I, I mean, I, I, I think people are just tired of getting glasses and then putting them back. I, I, I agree with you on that. Also, but, but Despicable Me, I think is is also. I think that would have been a great attraction if it was built two years later. <laughs> yeah. I think I think the issue is just like it was one of those things where it was like it developed like right around this time Blackstone still owned them. Mm-hmm. So it, it, but it's a fantastic. It's a fantastic. I love that ride. Oh, I think it's probably it, it's the more I go on it, the more I think this is what Universal is the best at in because terms of it's not too cynical. It's kind of positive in a weird way. It, it, it's sort of like I think Steve Carell's voice is perfect as Groot because it's exactly like Universal, right? It's endearing. It's it's not cynical like you mentioned, but it sounds like he had a stroke and there's something wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it endearing, and that means that there's a bit of quirkiness that Universal's throwing in there that makes it believable. It's it's not it's not like Disney's where everything is fairy dust and happiness. It's more so. Look, we understand this is the real world and things happen, but we're gonna elevate you to a state of disbelief, but not complete. Not not a place where you're not completely thrown out of reality, right? That this is the best in human nature that you can actually find. Mm-hmm. Versus a, and I know some Disney people will disagree, but versus a more Disney innocent atmosphere, purely innocent atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, Sean, Nick, do you have any, anything else to say about like the screen stuff real quick? I don't want to. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. I, I'm also like. Kong's, Kong's going to be fun. I mean, Kong's going to have AAs at. An island's adventure, but also like size. I mean, you can rep, you can replicate actual depth more than you can. Yeah, with it's like sets. I've 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 said a lot. Like a lot of people are complaining about why wasn't there animatronics and transformers, and I'm like, because they're twenty foot fucking robots. Like, <laughs> you can't, well, let you, me let me ask you guys this: what do you what do you think about Radiator Springs? Because that that's a very smart use of projections, right? Yeah. Would you consider that to be a screen? No, no. No, no. I okay. I like see a lot of people rave about the dark ride portion of Radiator Springs Racers, and I don't like. I mean, but then again, I don't like cars, the the property. But so like the dark ride portion, I don't care about. I just want the outside portion where you're racing. <laughs> oh, so you can recreate because <laughs> I think I'm recreating my commute. Um, <laughs> I I I think it's a great ride. I my my only thing about screens would be if you turn off the media. Do you still have a ride? For for Radiator Springs, if the, if the criticism is there's too many screens or there are screens, yes, it'll look weird if the cars aren't talking to you, but it doesn't. It's not a complete showstopper. Whereas if you go through King Kong with the screens off, 
you're kind of thinking to yourself, boy, that was $95. <laughs> really not well spent. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. And I'm just, I'm, I'm hoping that Kong is, is that attraction that kind of crushes that stereotype that Universal has. But we were also to- told, and perhaps it's our own damn fault for really believing this, that Fast and Furious would also be something similar. Not, not completely abolishing screens, but the, the combination of screens and practical effects like Forbidden Journey. I don't, um, I, I think, I don't want to tip our hand, but we have it, we're, we're, we're pretty sure that there's going to be a lot of, uh, or at least, a, I think, of three animatronics in Kong. I'm, I'm looking I, forward more. to it. I think there'll um, be more. I think there'll be more than I'm, that. But. I'm being, I, I, just know, I just know of three. <laughs> yeah, but well, I I I I will say this though. I mean, I I went to Disneyland this this Saturday or Sunday, Saturday or Friday, who knows? And when I went on Indiana Jones, I kind of thought to myself, this is an amazing attraction for twenty years. Uh, like oh, yeah. that, it's yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And Forbidden Journey, I think, is the ride that you, I, again. I'm not been on Green Gods or Gringotts, how people pronounce Gringotts, or or or, Hog, or Hogwarts Express, but. Forbidden Journey kind of matches it, but I would love to see Universal make something that really just smashes it, right? Because oh, Indiana Jones is just... I think, I, I still think Spider-Man's the be-all, end-all, personally. Yes, yes, Spider-Man I think is also on the same level as Indiana Jones. Yeah, and I, I actually I, I, prefer Gringotts to Forbidden Journey. Really? Yeah. yeah. Is it because it's more... I'm curious to know why. Um, I think it's... Uh, not as not, I don't want to say rough because Forbidden Journey is very smooth, but like it's a lot more enjoyable. <laughs> You're allowed. Uh, to no, I, lo- I I love I love Forbidden Journey for that. The, the idea that a cuckoo arm is going to throw you to hell is is amazing. <laughs> I love that don't, kind of Russell and Tussle ride. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I love that ride. I love the ride system, but like I, I don't know. I just think uh great well, does a better like better job like, like enveloping track. you in the story and stuff like that and well, there's a lot of cool of, there's a lot of cool moments in it it's like i've always said i, I like green gods better than forbidden journey too but forbidden journey is just like hey we're gonna replicate harry's life here you're at hogwarts here's a dragon here's a dementor here they're gonna come yeah, 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 yeah. Now, now you can get off thank you for yeah. coming. it was the hail mary pass because they didn't know if they could build anything else <laughs> right the, 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 I, I will say this green gods is like it's like okay, well, this actually makes sense. This is kind of cool. It's and more it deliberate. Kind of, yeah, it like and it fits into the narrative of Harry Potter, and I don't know. I just like it better. It feels more deliberate, as in it's like you're opening a bank account. These things happen. You're walking past these things, as opposed to eight pre-shows and you have no idea what's going on. And it's like we're gonna throw you around that kind of thing. I love Forbidden Journey. No, no questions asked at all. But it's just like. If Forbidden Journey is just a crazy kind of madcap, it's like Fast and Furious. It's like Fast and Furious. Yeah, it's so it's many a mon- things happening at once. Yeah, and it's a montage. That... It's a montage while oh. Gringotts is very deliberate in what it's doing. And it kind of reminds me of like the original Star Tours, how it was like everything that could happen in the first three movies happened to you on Star Tours, and then boom, oh. you were done. <laughs> I mean, I I, I think um, yeah, we're brought that point up. That that is the point that I think prevents it from being better than indiana jones that when i first went on i thought okay we're getting on a bench um oh, the, bench <laughs> is angry now. the bench is really angry it's dodgy i don't know how i i don't know how to pit oh look doctor who moment like we're going through doctor who 
um, <laughs> with that whole spinning screen thing. And I'm like, okay, angry spider. I guess the bench, I pissed off the bench and the spider. <laughs> Screw me. Um, Dementors. So I pissed off the Dementors, the spider, and the moving tree, and the bench. And, and the they took my photo. <laughs> and at the end, everyone waves bye-bye, and the bench is angry or happy now. And I get off the bench, and I go home, or I go to that shop, and I look at my confused face on that photo. I, I think it's spectacularly fun. I have no idea what the hell happens. I know it's Quidditch. I understand that it's Quidditch. But I don't know what that scene was with the whole Doctor Who. You pissed off the bench. I know they're, they're casting this spell on the bench and you're supposed to do something. But Yeah, that's... Oh, boy. Yeah, that, that changed. That used to be like you going through like a brick kind of tunnel thing. And they changed that to the weird Windows 98 uh, music player uh, visualization. <laughs> they should put some music there too, like back. And then it would... <laughs> oh, no, that's Windows like ME, right? Or something. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get the idea. Um, so let, let's move on real quick because we have a lot to cover still. Uh, it looks like um, they're doing early entry hours for Fast and the Furious. And they're also going to be opening the park later. I saw like they're opening the park about an hour earlier for just yeah, Fast and so, Furious, and then an hour later, or a few hours, they're closing at 10 p.m. tonight or something. Yeah, so I think they're opening an hour later, maybe two. Mm-hmm. Um, we we put a story on. There seems to be confusion over the story, which is probably my fault. That for for today around one o'clock Pacific Standard Time, their parking structures reach capacity. Right. Mm-hmm. Their parking structures met capacity, which meant you couldn't park. And there was a long line around the property trying to get in. Um, and they were telling guests to please return later, later today, or return tomorrow. On top of that, the ticket box office, right, the offices, the little bungalows that sell tickets in front of the arch, also closed around that time as well. But throughout this whole situation, the park, to our knowledge, remained open. It was just you cannot buy any tickets to get in. If you're an annual pass holder, or you had previously purchased a ticket, you could get in. But but the park was, this was the first time I've seen parking slammed like this. But it, it's also important to keep aware that they lost one parking structure, or they lost one area of parking, which was ET, because of the fact that they were building something on top of it, which is another parking structure. So the, the, whole, the whole area is kind of under construction, and you have two lanes reduced to one, you have bridges under construction. As a result... Everything around the property, at least at 9 o'clock today, I got some emails from local neighbors, was completely backed up for a short period of time um, from the freeway to the ticket booths or the, the parking booths. So up until I think 3 or 4, they finally opened back the parking booths or the parking structures. Um, and they started. They, maybe they started selling tickets again. But the park remained open. It was close to capacity, but to my knowledge, it has never closed because of capacity. It was very close to they refused to sell tickets from the ticket boxes. Okay. Um, but that's what happened. I think, yeah, that's about it. It happened. I'm not sure what Potter means for them. I, I'm assuming once Potter opens, they're going to double the size of the upper lot, um, and they're going to have more parking structures at their disposal. But it's sort of a taste of what could happen if they don't have their ducks in a row, yeah. which is... Uh, not good for people that can be on the one-on-one. A warning, shall we say. Um, yeah. So uh, we touched a little bit about the you, – you, uh, do you want to continue on capacity issues or do we cover that adequately? I, I, this, this park, I think, would surprise 
people in terms of how many people it can hold. I don't want to give any solid figures out, but from what I hear, I mean, these, this figure is probably wrong. Okay, let me just state that right. It's probably wrong. It's probably outdated. But I, I've heard that they can hit between forty to fifty k. Hmm. Um. So, given what they've tried to do to expand capacity and infrastructure in a park, I think they're full. They're they're obviously well aware of what Potter can do, and they're trying their best to accommodate for that. But I think the biggest issue right now, which is probably raising this question of capacity in the first place, is everything is still under construction. Right. Not all the roadways are open and not everything is, is there for that breathing room which is needed for Potter. I think USH will have capacity issues without a doubt, just like uh, Disneyland. But I really have no clue how their operations is going to pan out. I know neighbors are frustrated with the backup on the 101 and that is a real concern that Universal is trying to mitigate. Uh, we actually we did a long article saying, hey look, this is what's going to change in terms of roads near Universal. Uh, which is probably the more boring articles that we've ever written, but it talks about how many how many modifications they're doing to the on ramps near the property, to the bridges near the property, and even to the metro bridge, to the property. There, there, there's a crosswalk at Lancashire that if you exit the metro or the subway, you actually have to cross a very sketchy or dangerous intersection, a very busy intersection, and they're building a pedestrian bridge as a result of that. So they're they're doing everything in their capacity to kind of mitigate that. Um, but if Fast and Furious is any indication, that could be what Potter eventually does to the park every other day. Because um, I don't know what the capacity is in Florida. All I remember is Florida and Hollywood were very neck and neck, I think 2012, 2013, despite Hollywood being substantially smaller. So who I, knows? Hollywood I think, is always surprised. I think what helps Hollywood is the tour, for sure. Yes. That sucks yes, up a definitely. lot of people. Um, and we have two Despicable Me theaters, so that, that could help as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, it, sorry. No, but there, there's, there's. I, I mean, maybe you guys could add some insight to this. There's really a lack of quiet space at Universal. There's no place that you can really go to for kind of a feeling that you're not at a theme park. Um, because everything is so fast-paced. So I think that will continue, if not at a greater level. Um but they've surprised us before. They've really surprised us. So who knows? Yeah, I feel like there's a few quiet areas in Orlando myself. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's yeah. not it's not like, you know, New Harambe or whatever in Animal Kingdom, but it's still up there where it feels like, you know, you have bigger gardens and stuff. If that makes sense. I know. I know a big quiet area. Is anyone a fan of Cinemax Spectacular? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's a big quiet area when that show starts. I'm sorry. Uh, really. Womp womp. Yeah. Dun dun so, uh, John, do you want to cover the nighttime tour real quick? Yeah, the, the nighttime tour is a very interesting addition. It, it's not its own attraction, but it, it, it adds something new. I mean, I can give you this story. For Father's Day, I took my father to the park, and we went at around 8 o'clock. The tour closes at 8.45. And I, I guess we had bad luck, but that was the longest day of the summer, the longest day of the year. So it was still out. It was still light everywhere. Um, so... Again, spoiler alert, there are a few sections of the tour that they add animations to, projection mapping, on a very limited scale. And, and there are some areas where they add characters. Uh, you see Marilyn Monroe on the streets of New York. You see Frankenstein in Little Europe. And as you drive through the Jurassic Park scene, a small little scene, you'll see raptors or dinosaurs killing scientists in the RV. So small things like that, along with a few lighting upgrades to, to say, Jaws and, and Flash Flood, 
they they make it a different experience. If you're going to if you're going to that attraction to expect something new, completely new, you're going to be disappointed. Um, and of course, it opens officially on July fourth, so we're not sure what the final product looks like. If you're expecting like a different, a slightly different product as a fan, I think you'd be happy. But it, it, it's something that my dad looked at, and he he looked over to the left for about a second. He thought that's nice, and he continued looking forward. <laughs> so you really have to go when it's a nighttime, or else you're going to think there's a television and an RV. That's cute. So it's fun. I'm glad everyone is glad that they're doing it, but it's not. We're, some people are, are are happy that they're not advertising it as a completely new experience. It's something slightly different. Um, and I'm not sure what the equivalent would be at, at Universal Orlando. Um, but it's nice. If you're a fan like me, you will go to it. And it's a nice way to kill off some hours at night. Cool. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, so we cover capacity. We cover the night tour a little bit. Uh, do you want to move on from uh, Studios Hollywood, John? Ready? Oh, to, ready yet? To... Sure, sure. Okay. Um, I don't know if you want to cover Springfield or anything real quick or whatever. Springfield, yeah. So, I hate to say it, but again, I think Hollywood topped Florida on this one. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's great because, and maybe we should do like a, a, a end show because there's there are some things at Disneyland Resort that I think Imagineers do to troll guests. Um, Universal, I think, I don't think they went that far, but there's so there there are a few little interactive things that you can do at, at Springfield in Hollywood that I find hilarious. For instance, there's a button that you can push that sets off the nuclear reactor, and they have a they had a, one big sub next to a barrel of cans that make that annoying vibrating sound, right? Metal against against the sub, and they put a table right next to that. <laughs> so you have a family that's kind of kind of angry, like they always have a displeased look on their face because everyone keeps going up there to push that button, and then right next to them is a bunch of vibrating nuclear cans. <laughs> um, and the land looks spectacular at night because every so often the whole thing goes off, the lights turn off and sync, and everything everything looks great. Um, services interesting. It was great when it opened. It's now mixed. Um, through my experiences, but in terms of food quality, in terms of all that, it's been pretty good so far. Um, the layering looks interesting. I can understand why some people don't like that layering, but I think given what they had to work with, it, it's a spectacular solution um, compared to what they had there before, right? So if if you're to walk, if you've never been, if you've seen photos of it and you're familiar with Florida, it's like a three-dimensional multi-tier food court. Right, there are a few one-story food courts next to the existing structures in the park, and there's just, there's just one big food court, and what that has is a two-story dining area. Um, and the interesting about thing about that is, if you go on the second floor, we originally thought that you could look overlook the San Fernando Valley, um, but they actually frosted the windows to where you can't really see anything. Um, but they have different rooms. They have a crusty room, crusty burger room. They have a Cletus room. They have a crusty VIP room, which. I'm not sure what you could equate to, um, and they have a few other. They have Moe's Tavern, of course, that you can go to, and it's it's. They add a lot of little gags and they add a little um, jokes from a television show throughout the area that you can watch while you eat, and and it's nice. People seem to like it, um, despite the fact that it's demonstrably expensive. But it's <laughs> been a hit so far. I enjoy going through it. Um, my only complaint would be their their drink refill policy is constantly changing. I don't know what they're doing with that. 
um, and their service is kind of wonky, but it's a great addition, and people seem to like it. And more importantly, it takes people off the streets. Um, and you can take your photo with Chief Wiggum. <laughs> so that's a con. Yeah, it seems that's like the uh, the kind of service thing is a big question mark with uh, Hollywood. Well, that's frequently. that's always been my biggest issue because what is Hollywood's biggest competitor? What is their only competitor? In my opinion. Yeah, Disneyland. So. Disneyland. I don't. Um, it's, it's always been. I'm not sure if that is often, but but it's always been spectacular, you know. Whereas Universal has always been a little bit more inconsistent. I think is a nice way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that is unfortunate. But I'm not sure how it is in Florida. I'm not sure if the the service is an issue there too. No. Nah, D- Disney and and Universal in Florida are, are pretty pretty neck and neck, but I wouldn't say either is uh, very great at this point in time. They're fine. Would you say that? How, what tier would you put them at? If say, I mean, do you think Disneyland service is great? Uh, I think di- well, the best one I've ever dealt with is um, Tokyo. Tokyo's service is ridiculous. Um, Oh yes, yes. Nothing can compete with a Japanese. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd I'd rank it like Tokyo Disneyland, well Tokyo Disneyland, then Disneyland, then like I I'd put uh, Universal Orlando and uh, Walt Disney World neck and neck behind Disneyland. Yeah, that that's always been sort of um, it, it's a little it's a little sloppier. It's a little sloppier. I hate to say yeah. this. Springfield as a, as a whole, I mean, all the recent additions have gotten overwhelming praise from fans. Again, the exception is Fast and Furious. But everything that they've done so far has always been in the service of expanding the park and doing so in a way that increases substantial capacity. Yeah. Uh, because in the past, that Simpsons Plaza was a mix of whatever. Outdoor patio was a mess, and they, they couldn't go... I mean, there, there are people eating on the floor at a certain point, right, on the busiest of days. But now <sighs> people are inside, and you actually have a location that you can eat that's air-conditioned. Um, the only thing missing from the park is a, a proper seating area or a proper dining experience. But, but they're doing these things, and they're, they're dramatically improving the quality of the park. Now, I don't think the park has always been horrible. I don't, I've always thought that it's been top-tier. Um, but they're, they're doing so much more to really prepare themselves for Potter, and it really shows. Mhm. Okay. Um let's move on real quick then cuz we're man we're running late already. <laughs> uh today it was announced uh through the OC register uh that Disneyland Resort is planning on a 1 billion dollar expansion to the parks. Um the idea being that hey, we're going to put a billion dollars in these parks if you continue giving us a tax credit for park admission. Um so this seems to be an extension of their park admission uh, taxes exemption. Um, and they're kind of throwing this around saying like, hey, we're going to do this. Um, promising stuff in December for announcements. Um, yeah. The weasel move. Yeah. I mean, do we want to start with that? Because, I mean, let's be honest. Dizzy is going to build new attractions no matter what. This is the same thing that Universal did with that um... – Cabana with Bay. the Cabana Bay uh, bridge, like what? What a weasel move! 
these these parks make millions of dollars every every single day. I mean, I don't know about every day, but and they're like, ah, Orlando, build this bridge for us. We can't do it. And now Disneyland's like, uh. Uh, we don't want to pay taxes, and if you don't make if if you make us pay taxes, we might not build this stuff. Like what a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they're gonna build you know Star Wars and Marvel and all that stuff no matter what. I just think the big question is: is it gonna be also the parking garage and the street improvements? I think that's kind of what they're dangling above their heads. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Nick? I don't know. You, you, oh, or John. Sorry. No, no, John. You can go. go ahead, John. You, you should see what Hollywood does. People were angry that they didn't have a bike path during the NBC Universal Evolution Plan phasing. I mean, the amount of kowtowing that Universal does to its neighbors is, is unbelievable. You know, they, reg- they regularly hold meetings with neighbors and they try to appease them with, with special perks because of how contentious that relationship has been. Yeah. So I think. I mean, if Disneyland is asking for tax credits again, maybe that's, maybe if I'm the city of, it's sort of like Apple, right? If I was Cupertino and I had Apple in my neighborhood, I'm probably doing really well already. Um, so it may be that they're asking for this perk, but the, the return is going to be so much more. And I'm guessing if it's Disney, it would be so much more. Well, the last uh, time they did the the the, the, uh, the the tax exemption for park admission, that's when they added all the hotels and California Adventure and did all the expansion stuff. Now they're just saying they're going to do a billion dollar expansion. It'd be like ask you know, be saying like, "Oh, we're adding World of Color. Give us a you know that kind of thing." Well, the, Hollywood did the same. Well, see, Hollywood had to kowtow. when they did that one point five billion dollar evolution plan. They had to do all these modernizations. Yeah, um, but I—I I mean, the the pedestrian bridge, for instance, that's partially being funded by Universal. But maybe it's because Disney has obviously they have more clout. Um, oh, and yeah. Maybe they're gonna they're gonna contribute more to Anaheim than I know Anaheim is not doing, or they're doing really well, right? So maybe they're more than willing to kind of bend over backwards just slightly for Disney to to do more. I mean, they were gonna build things regardless, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, do you guys think one billion is a substantial figure for Disneyland? It depends on what they're building. Yeah, I mean, you World can, of Color too. Yeah, World <laughs> of Color two electric boogaloo. Um, I it really depends because like one billion dollars can use. I mean, the the Disney, the Disney California Adventure redo was one point two billion, right? That was one and a half. Well, I thought it was like yeah, one point two. Yeah, one point two. So that gives you uh, four new rides a new with nighttime show and a bunch of new areas. But I mean, that that's a little different because you have to like build around people and bu- build over things. So it's a little more expensive. It was, but, how, wait, how much was it? I thought it was 1.2 billion. I that's thought it was 1.5. Because Potter in Hollywood is around 600, 700. Oh, right? that's no. Uh, <laughs> more? You hear it, it's more? Actually, well, Joe, it, remember they have different buildings. Okay. That's true. There. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. I could see. Let me put it this way. I think Potter in Florida was like four hundred million. Sean? The original? Yeah, the original. <laughs> no, no, that that it was no, like two fifty. Yeah, it's it's yeah. You're over. Yeah, the original Potter was two fifty, but you guys have different building codes, so I can. And we and they reuse a lot of infrastructure. Okay, at, infrastructure point. already there. Yeah, good point. So you you already had um, well, we had the hippogriff. We had to demolish, and we had to add. Yeah, I mean okay. the, the whole area on um, Universal Plaza, right? If you guys go to Universal Plaza, that dirt 
is not it's constantly molding it's constantly shaping and if you go to the studio tour garage that dirt is also constantly moving and and shaping so i i thought you guys thought that that was too low no 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 that's that that's just that's that that seems high is what i but i could be full of if i'm full of crap then email jonathan green (laughs) <laughs> okay, we'll blame John Green then. Yeah, 600 sounds high for a Hogsmeade, but of course we're comparing it to where they reused uh, Oak Tree um, and a bunch of other stuff they already had existing. And that was back in the dark days of Universal when they were trying to, you know, like save paper and all that stuff. Yeah, there are, there are like a lot of, a lot more, like they had to, you know, demolish all the, the amphitheater and build up and then do, they, yeah, I mean. Earthquake things. Yeah, which yeah. worked out for us, right? For uh, Back to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but I mean, six hundred still sounds high for some odd reason. I don't know. What? But whatever. Anyway, the point is, being a billion dollars at Disneyland, what would that pay for? What do you guys think? Uh, Star Wars Land and Marvel Land. Even, well, no, probably because Marvel, or at least um, if the rumored stuff they're doing for Marvel is true, won't really be that expensive. Um, but definitely Star Wars, definitely Marvel, like, because Marvel, I don't think Marvel's going to be that expensive, and maybe some smaller things thrown in there, too. Nick? Uh, I, I agree with Sean. And I just want to throw out, I don't see why them doing this is a big deal, because, I mean, our whole government system is based on extortion, so, I mean, that's all they're doing. <laughs> so, I mean... Yay, positive just, thinking. <laughs> uh, John, what are your thoughts? I, I will say this. Anything that Disneyland has done has always been... I See, every time I go... I'm a tech guy. I love looking at tech. Every time I go there, I see all this expensive equipment being used in like the most mundane <laughs> way possible. Like, you know, you, you look at those moving heads, right? When you go to a show and you see a moving head, that thing is around 15 grand for one light. Mm-hmm. And Disney has about 20 of those for, for Matt T, just because F you. You know, like, they have so much expensive equipment. They always do their best stuff, at least in their California park. I haven't been to their, their Florida park. That Whatever they put in, I can't imagine it being subpar. Um, oh, no. Just, I, I mean, if you look at the money they spend on Fantasmic, even today, on upgrades that they don't need to do, when, their, their audio, their, their lighting, their projection, everything is just always... It's always top tier stuff, you know. Um, so I, if it is, you know, if it is Star Wars or Marvel, because you guys know about this more than I do, we we unfortunately cover one park. Um, I just can't see it being cheap. I, I can see them doing a fantastic job. DCA one is different. I understand that's a big score point, but everything from that point on has always been kind of. It's good. <laughs> they spend money. They spend money. Yeah, but. Yeah, Sean. I just don't think they spend money well. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I, I think they they I think they put a lot of money into. Uh, I, I don't want to say subpar attractions because their attractions aren't bad. I just think they put a lot of money into attractions that should be a lot better for the money they put into them. Like you know that Little Mermaid ride. <laughs> Everyone hates that ride. I, I I think it's cute. No one really. No, no. I, I I think it's it's a fine ride, but that ride costs more than Forbidden Journey. Well, you know, Ariel has a really really expensive contract. <laughs> it's Hollywood. 
So like, well, I, 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 I know, I know Disney's going to spend a lot of money on things. I just hope, like, especially for Star Wars, I really just hope the money they spend comes through on the final product. They have a I'm lot sure, of overhead. I, they have a lot I'm of sure overhead. I'm sure it would. Because I can't, I can't think of anything that Disney has, or at least Disneyland, has produced recently that's been, like, bad. No, right? yeah. Like, like, maybe you, you disagree with the plot, like, World of Color Celebrate. I know some people on our staff that would disagree with that plot. Um, or because of the effects that they use, but <laughs> but I I I think it's you know I it's anything but subpar. It may be I don't like the plot, but there, there's a certain admiration that you see. I mean, it's like this for Disneyland. There's an analogy, right? Where you when you make a cabinet, right? The people that really care about their craft finish the back of the cabinet, even though no one's going to see it. Mm-hmm. And I see that kind of craft work be done at Disney World on a consistent basis, to where. They're they're not only catering to theme park fans and, and guests, but they're doing things in their industry, like for example, lighting or, or projection, that impresses that, those small industries as well. So if you're knowing, if you're in that industry and you go to Disneyland Park, like so many of my friends have, and, and they go around, and they think, oh my god, they're using a thirty thousand dollars speaker, six of them, for a really kind of weird show, Matty. <laughs> so yeah. it, you know, it's sort of that. You're right. Maybe they spend too much on that, and they're not putting enough on the final product in terms of story. But um, I've always enjoyed you know, uh, Disneyland's stuff. I, again, I, Disney World I hear is doing poo-poo cupcakes, so maybe that's different. But, but Disneyland has always <laughs> brownies. Been really they're brownies. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, again, I think Imagineers are fantastic because they're trolling everyone. I mean, putting CO2 blasters like a foot away from guests, the world of color, <laughs> and then making poo-poo cupcakes or, or brownies. They're trolling everyone. It's great. Yeah, there you go. I I mean, I agree with Sean. There's a lot of overhead at Imagineering, and then you have a lot of weird stuff that kind of goes into cost analysis with with Imagineering. That's weird. That like besides the fifteen thousand dollar, you know, moving lights and everything like that. There's <laughs> yeah. a lot of money that just kind of just evaporates in that organization. That's kind of bizarre on so many do you, levels. Do you think it's um? Do you think it's something that applies to both the Orlando parks and the California parks? Or do you think it's it's more applicable to, say, Orlando than it is to Hollywood? Or I'd say Hollywood. it's Imagineering. I think it's Imagineering, Imagineering in general. Yeah, I think it's Imagineering, yeah. I think the, my favorite story I heard from well, – I don't remember who it was, but it was when I was working for Disney. And they were they said how, like, they wasted some some obscene amount of money on during the design of – Indiana Jones on a certain shade of paint because one of the creatives on the ride just wanted this shade. And like, I think they wasted like $20,000 on a shade of green that was like barely indistinguishable from a different shade of green. But, but maybe, you know, that was worth it from their perspective. <laughs> it's sort of like Apple, right? Or, or it's sort of like any company that does a lot of high end stuff. If, if you go to, um, if you if you go on a tour in a manufacturing plant for say Myers Sound, which is a high end audio production company, they make high end re- sound reinforcement. You go on a tour. I had a friend that recently went on a tour, and they were in a they were in a big chamber, right, for testing. And the lady said, "You see that scrap of, of metal right there?" Everyone said, "Yes, that's twenty thousand dollars worth of metal, just scraps." So it it could be that they're so entrenched in their crap that that amount of money is nothing to Disney. That, that that is a good criticism. I you know maybe it is too wasteful. I'd argue it's a little different when it comes to actual manufacturing product, <laughs> as opposed to a creative thing that gets made that you drive past in twenty seconds. 
if that. If, if, if that. Well, Steve Jobs was infamous for doing that kind of thing. He threw a Oh, no, I mean, but also he was also very infamous for requiring a certain color paint and having robots for Next computer and we all know how next ended up so i mean <laughs> it's like no true, true and true. it's like oh i want the magnesium enclosure well congratulations steve you just ran your business in the ground so yeah a twenty thousand dollar cube and, and also <laughs> and also remember you're talking about products you handle daily as opposed to a theme park attraction that you ride by really quick and and, and that's the thing I, I always like to say is like people talk about disney being magic it's magical no no you're you're missing the point it's not magical it deals with the principles of magic and illusion. I mean, that's the whole thing of like Imagineers saying, well, we got this oak from a, you know, <laughs> hundred year old tree that we put in the seven doors mine train and it cost a hundred thousand dollars to make as opposed to being like, yeah, you can just do rebar and, you know, whatever for it. That That's kind of what I'm talking about. Well, it's, it's interesting because someone, um, when I went to Disney California Adventure recently, someone says the same thing about the the, the platform that they use, right, that area that you stand on, how that wood is very expensive. Um, and, and again, I think that's a valid criticism. But one of the reasons why I'm such a big fan of that show is, again, I'm a tech guy. I always look at technology on every single damn mm-hmm. ride I'm on. It's like a, a disease. It's not healthy. But when I went on World of Color, I wasn't focusing on the technology at all, even though there's an abundance of it. You know, I was focusing on how this is a visceral experience that I've never had before. Mm-hmm. And I brought tech guys that are so entrenched in their crap, but they go to World of Color. They go to a show like World of Color. And the first thing I, I ask them is, what did you think? And I expect to hear something about, oh, that was a great light, blah, blah, blah. But they, the first thing that comes out of their mouths is, that was fantastic. That was a fantastic show. And when I would ask them, what kind of technology do you think they use? I, I don't give a shit about technology. That was a fantastic show. And when you transcend that amount of, when you hit that point, Maybe there is a method to their madness um, because I've never had that experience for an attraction before to where I'm not caring about the technology because the story or, or whatever it's being done is done so well that it's no longer technology taking the forefront. It's taking a complete back seat as it should be versus – and I think the argument you're making is if all Imagineers are harping on are these like really interesting but kind of pointless facts, yeah, I think if you follow that, that may be um, – mind-boggling to hear right but yeah, uh, i don't follow don't i don't wrong. follow this i don't follow disney like that uh so yeah, i, I the, just kind of uh, get it from a guest perspective yeah don't get me wrong i mean i, I see i think that's i think that's our problem you know one of our problems we're definitely entrenched in disney where we know probably too much but um yeah i'm, like, same, I'm I, the same way for universal i totally understand that you know i really and, oh i mean we we're, we're probably the same way with universal orlando too but like waving at mike about fallon right now yeah um is he really getting his own ride we'll talk yes. about that afterwards because <laughs> oh, i cannot i don't no we'll oh, get into gosh. it afterwards um but like christopher walken just replace him with walken seriously please <laughs> we uh I, I obviously the thing that matters is the overall experience. I just feel like mostly things that we've gotten in Florida recently, the overall experience isn't that great. And they they're, you know, harping on these little tiny things that just don't matter in the you know, grand scheme of things when, you know, your ride isn't amazing. It's sort of like Samsung, right? I mean, yeah. Samsung's oh look how nice this is blah 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 and you're kind of you actually hold the product in your hands you're like man this is kind of shit 
<laughs> you know, like you guys, the, yes, the you use the same materials up. as the as the top A players, but it, it's really, I'm not sure. Yeah, I swear. Oops, swore. No, um, you can do it. You can fucking do it on this podcast. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Oh, okay. I didn't use that word. But um, <laughs> but, um yeah, I, I see your point, and I, I probably need to go to Disney World. I just don't want to. I I, uh, I don't want to spend more money going to um, uh, Florida. Yeah, and then go to Kissimmee and then go, get lost in Kissimmee. I, I again, I think the real thing you need to compare it to is like the Seven Doors Mine Train and their hundred thousand dollar beam of wood or whatever. Yeah, and also noting like the seven, uh, the Little Mermaid attraction at Disney World has this like multi million dollar rockwork queue with all these interactive things that no one's ever in there to do. Yeah, that's kind of the point. And like they also have a figure where they were they actually designed it so like this. Hidden Mickey shines on the wall on Walt's birthday every year. And it's just like, it's, <laughs> I, this, I about that. it's this bizarre thing where how much money was wasted on this thing that will affect a fractions okay. of a fractions of a fractions of a guest. I mean, it, it's that kind of thing where it's like, what point are you creating something that is fantastic and wonderful and is truly revolutionary and is mind blowing like world of color versus this weird minutia where it just feels like you have this pet project and you're going to spend whatever money it is on it. I mean, that's my thing. It'd be like if world of color was like, well, I think you don't understand this, John, this one bush right here in this planter is a very rare bush from whatever country. And we've spent a hundred thousand dollars on getting it here. And we have four of them and you can only find it here at Disney's California adventure. It'd be like that. I I, I think that reinforces kind of the theory. I, I, it could be that there's just there's there's two di- kind of different atmospheres between two coasts because I hear a lot that Florida is very much run like a corporation, where maybe Disneyland is more, more run like a family park. Um, I still think Disneyland is kind of corporate, but they're yeah, you're exactly drag right. it towards corporate. <laughs> I, I, think. I I I think you're exactly right. There's a obviously a very fine line between someone that's really passionate about their craft and is doing it for the guest experience versus someone that's only doing it for the sake of the craft itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it seems like from what I'm hearing from, from you guys, that Florida has tipped into the latter. Yeah. Um, and, and I think another good comparison is also with um, entertainment budgets and stuff like that, where, you know, you don't have enough money for ops, but you know, entertainment every year gets like special jackets that they buy themselves because they have the budget. Because they ask for yep. the budget and they get it, you know, it's that kind of thing. So, well, I, I will say this though: every time I go to a Disneyland show like Aladdin, mm-hmm. the amount of no, let me do a magical map. First of all, there's so many damn attractive people at magical map that <laughs> it, it almost pisses me off. It's ridiculous. But that aside, there's so many people running that show. I would give any. Right? I would give an arm and a leg to have magical map at Disney World because we had nothing like that. We don't have people Aladdin. Seem- we have nothing like that. You don't have Aladdin. We don't have anything guys- like Aladdin. You guys have Nemo. Um, okay, Nemo's Nemo probably the closest that we have. You know that uh, there's a nighttime show at Disneyland now. What is it? Paint. I call it Paint the Wall, but I know it's Paint the Night. Yeah, Paint the um, Night. Paint the Wall. And I saw Paint Nemo. the Town Red. That's what it is. <laughs> I saw I I saw Nemo, and Nemo looks like constipated and scary <laughs> during well, the electrical parade. Well, the thing is that your Nemo is light up. Ours is not light up, and it's but also articulated. Have, it's our it's you articulated. Guys have Lion King. You guys have Lion King. Yeah, yeah no, it's no, okay. No, <laughs> Lion King's not that good. Oh, um, no, it's, it's, it's all right. It's, it's okay, <laughs> Joe. 
I, I'm not a huge fan of Lion King. Like the, the the thing with our Nemo though is that it's all puppetry and it's actual like they talk and stuff. Well, I think Gears looks more like set and like a look, and then it lights ours is, up. Ours is really well. Creepy. No, the, there's Nemo's the, dad looks frustrated. Yeah, the, the difference. The difference Nemo looks is the, the difference is is that there's the people who are controlling them are not doing the dialogue and doing the singing and stuff, and they're not showing the emotions through their face that the puppet should have. So it kind of, it's not transcending. It's just a puppet is what you're seeing at Disneyland. Whereas at Disney world, you're seeing an actor who is using the puppet as a means to, you're seeing, you're seeing an actor and a puppet at Disneyland and you're seeing a character at Disney world backwards. I see. No, no, I meant that. Yeah. You're seeing the actor and the puppet at Disneyland, but you see the full character at Disney world. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been years. (laughs) Finding Nemo is pretty good. The musical, that is. Anyway, um, so one billion dollars. Anything else you want to talk about with one billion dollars? No, think, I think we, I think we exhausted that. You think they'll <laughs> make, redo D- Disney uh, Tomorrowland? No, no. Um, unless they're gonna make it Star Wars now. <laughs> are you, are you guys hearing that they're gonna take away Autopia, my favorite ride in the world? I don't think they're gonna do that. <laughs> I oh, I'm gonna text someone right now saying, "Suck it." I mean, I, I mean, I'm not. We're not the biggest Disneyland people we know, but I don't see a reason why they would, unless it it's, would. It's so much room. But what would they put there? They wouldn't I do anything. Know. It would just be blank. It would be like taking away the subs and Phantom Boats again. <laughs> it's like okay. is actually good compared to Disney World's. World's. Yeah. Yeah, but in a park where it landlocked like that, I know it's a lot of empty space. Well, yeah. I, I read in the Orange, uh, Orange County Register that, and I'm, I'm not sure if this is true or not, but DCA has only used one third of its expansion space. Is that true? I am. I I, it seems way too hard to believe given the aerials of that property. I think what they do with that kind of thing is they kind of say, well, you're not using this area to its most, you know, the full stability. So, like, it's one of those things where it's like, well, if you get rid of all the animals, you have all this expansion area back here. Or it's like, you're not really uh, using the. The um uh the the you know the the barbecue place by Big Thunder Big Thunder Ranch oh, yes yes you know you're not yeah. using Big Thunder Ranch well you still haven't expanded into the Phantom Boats area what about this Autopia you know that it's that kind of thing um I see. I, if I'm taking a while guess because God man that park's stuffed full yeah. as opposed to Magic Kingdom where it's like or or like Epcot where it's like I don't know I guess we got to replace Maelstrom because there's no other room and people are like uh, <laughs> uh yeah, there no, you no. guys <laughs> there was a there was a debate not to really go too far but there was a debate on how if Universal Rose's annual pass price should it be around three hundred dollars like Disney right like Disney has a deluxe or premium for about seven hundred six hundred I'm not sure but if if they're the same price I will not pay for Universals. Because look at how much Disney gives you to do on a single. I mean, yeah, it's amazing how much is in that park. Yeah. Right with a nighttime show and mm-hmm. everything. I, I most I can maybe think three hundred, but if they go above that, I, I'm gonna think no, this is not a parody. Um, well, even especially of- at Disney, even at um, Universal Orlando, that's not up there, and we have two park. Excuse me, we have two parks. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, as you've seen today, they ran out of parking. You know, yeah. so yeah, obviously they want. You know, California is a whole different beast with annual yeah. passes than than you know Orlando is. Do, do you guys think that Hollywoodland is going to change in Disney California Adventure? Because that area kind of looks weird. Yeah, um, that's that's probably gotta yeah, something's gotta change. be done. 
I don't know. <laughs> I I honestly have no idea. Oh yeah, I I don't know, but I they have. I mean, that's if they're gonna change an existing area, that's obviously got to be at the top of the list. Hey Sean, do you want to go to uh, um California Adventure get some smoothies? Smoothies. Let's go get some smoothies. <laughs> we can meet Guy Selga for some smoothies. We'll go get some smoothies and we'll go across the street and we'll go ride the omnibus. Sound good? <laughs> oh boy. So, friend of the show, Guy Selga. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, so let's talk about some Hollywood studios then. Disney Hollywood Studios in Orlando. Um, there are some rumors this week about budgets and other various things of that nature. How? What do you want to talk about, Sean? I mean, what do we feel comfortable talking about? I don't know. Like, I, don't. I, I don't even know. Like, we... Star Wars well, is not coming in 2017. No, we can, okay. let's get that no. out of the way. Yeah. That's not going to happen. I don't. Um, Why do we even want to talk about it? I mean, yeah, we'll just say that the Iger and the board of directors are in town this week. They're, people are saying that a budget was approved for Hollywood Studios' work that may or may not be true. Um, and we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Hollywood Studios is a doomed park. <laughs> that is depressing at best. It's, you know, it's sad well, that the darkest hopefully, days are still ahead. Right. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad for a while. Let's just leave it at that. Hopefully it gets better at the end. We'll see. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> um, John, any inputs on Hollywood Studios besides you haven't been there in a decade? I just remember going on their studio tour and thinking it's the worst thing I've ever been on uh, in my life. Don't worry, well, it's closed, closed now. now. <laughs> Good, it should be now. closed. You know what's better than that? The parking lot tram from Disney and Friends. Because you're leaving. It takes, me to, it takes me to a happy place. <laughs> or the parking lot tram at Hollywood Studios because it takes you away from the away. park. Away. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, I, I remember as a kid, you know when you're a kid and you kind of, you're not as um, discerning as obviously when you grow up, but I just remember thinking, boy, Universal really screwed up. Like something's wrong with this tram. Like I see murder. I, I see that house from Golden Girls, right? Which my grandma watched, but that I don't think that took place here. But you know, stuff like that was just. It's, it's not a. Uh, I know they have Fantasmic, which is I hear not as good as the one in, in California. Which it's not. Boggles my mind. It's terrible. Um, it's but, not um, terrible. It's terrible. Well, it's a notch above terrible. It's not. Hey, hey, it's Nick, terrible you this? because you, you have to wait for would it. Would you rather why. watch that or Cinematic Spectacular? Cinematic Spectacular. Oh, you're you have wrong. to wait at the same time? You're so you, don't wrong. Have, you don't have to wait for Cinematic Spectacular. You show up and you're there. <laughs> you don't matter. have to get a Fast Pass Plus and I, spend half your day. I actually like Cinematic Spectacular. Oh. So, I mean, it's okay. I, I, I Cinematic Spectacular is okay, but you don't have to wait for it. I think oh, it's I the second it. best night show in Orlando. So, Sec- you know. Wow. Second I, uh, best? Behind Illuminations, yeah. Oh, well, Wishes sucks. I hate Wishes. wishes. Fantasmic. Is boring. So, Nick, yeah. when I when I first saw that, when I first saw cinematic, I, I thought, okay, maybe I got a bad viewing position, so I'm gonna <laughs> buy the the dinner thing, right, where you get drink. And my second viewing, I drank so much because of how angry I was that I spent more <laughs> on this thing. So I went again, right? Maybe again, maybe it's a bad week, so I went on another week, and I just thought, boy, my tab is gonna be big again. Uh, <laughs> it, it's not a, it's not bad but Just like after, saddle up after, a the, after the movie ball thing like universal 360 doing that twice yeah. during new year's eve i just was like okay guys 
No. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. You don't have to wait, which is a, a, a big con oh. or a big pro. Big pro. A big pro because, I mean, like, it's like Fantasmic ish at Disneyland where you just kind of show up and there's just there. While the one in Disney World is an the amphitheater and you have to go I, there and do all that stuff I, and wait. I have to protest this. You don't have to wait for the Disneyland one. Yes, I have you, to protest you, know, you, this you have to wait greatly. for it. It's different. It is not I a line. I, and you, you have get, a fast pass. I got a fast. I know this pisses off so many annual pass holders. I got a pass, fast pass and I just went in. There was Wait no fast pass for for yeah. Disneyland Fantasmic when I went. Ooh. So yeah, I protest this. <laughs> you don't have to wait for the Disneyland one. Bullshit! I got there forty five minutes early so I could actually have anywhere to sit. No, I, you got to get I, there. Or show up to the Disney World one an hour and a half beforehand to get anywhere to sit. But, no, false. I went. False. I went to the one at uh, Dagum Disneyland. And then they told me I had to sit on the concrete so the people behind me could see. Yeah. Hey, remember so, when they did the big announcement at Hollywood Studios about their new additions and it was just uh, bleachers for Hollywood for for Fantasmic? I've waited in a line down Sunset Boulevard for Fantasmic at the studios before. Yep. Yeah, so have I, like a half hour beforehand, Sucks. and then I get in. A half so, hour? So how does no, it work? way you more just, than you half have hour. To, so they open up the queue at a certain time and it's first come, first serve? Yeah. It was... Yeah, oh, it, not, it wasn't even that, but then you have this massive queue like walking from... Hollywood Boulevard all the way to the amphitheater. You guys are wrong. You're wrong. I've never gotten in line for that longer than a half an hour beforehand. Oh, jeez. It's still terrible. It's terrible. It's bad. Wrong. Well, wrong. If you go back to Disneyland, let me know. Because I, I I never understood the Fast Pass system when I went back to Disney a couple years ago. Like I went to World of Color and I thought, oh, I can only get one Fast Pass per day. So I got my <laughs> one Fast Pass World of Color. Yeah. <laughs> And that's not even attached I, to the rest of the fast yeah, pass system. Even, so exactly. I don't attach to anything. But uh, I, I, I've been there enough where I, I can take you um, to the fast pass one at. I mean, I know so many people hate this system. I don't know why, but I love it. I just go there. I show fast up. Fast pass or what? Fast pass for uh, Fantasmic. Uh, yeah, it's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, for for the shows, they make more sense. I think for attractions that go down and stuff like that. But yeah, that's true. Um. So let's move on real quick. We're talking about Fast Pass now, dear Lord. Um, let's talk about some uh, stuff at Universal Studios Florida. Like Cine Spectacular. No, it's King. Um, let's talk about uh, Twister Permits. No. I love that. Yeah. Sean, do you want to talk about the Twister Permits real quick? Uh, yeah. We got the f- the first one was a month ago, I think. I don't know. We had The first pro- permit for Project 727 went up a couple either a month or two ago for um, a building renovation. Um, we've posted it on this, our site, and we've said it before, Project 727 is the replacement for Twister. Um, and then last week, or was it this Was it this week? It, yeah, it was like Tuesday or Wednesday. Dude, I don't even know. I'm so, like, out of it right now. Um, yeah, this week, a permit for the interior demolition uh, for Project 727 went up, um, which is surprising because we didn't think we didn't think anything was really going to get going until uh, after the summer and you know towards the end of Halloween Horror Nights, if not after. Um, so yeah, it looks. I, I, it sounds like they might be getting started a little bit quicker, which is good. Um, like we've the rumor, the long rumored attraction, as we've said on the site. And we've said here, I, I'm pretty sure on the podcast at some point, 
um, uh, is a Soren type attraction uh, over New York City, hosted by Jimmy Fallon in some yes. some unholy mixture of ideas. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be. I don't know. I don't know what the ride's <laughs> gonna be like. Um, but at least we're gonna get. We're sp- supposedly getting a really cool facade, like the Twister building is going to be covered, and it's going to look like 30 Rock from uh, New York, the 30 Rock building, which is the you know home of NBC. Um, so the facade's going to look cool. It's going to be a lot better for the New York area of the park. Um, and I think the queue, they're going to enclose the queue and all that kind of stuff and make it um, kind of like an NBC studio tour almost, I'm guessing. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. The, I, I think the ride sounds baffling and could be bad i'm not a huge fan of jimmy fallon um but i'm I'm excited to at least see the facade it should be something new to photograph which will be fun for me and um yeah i'm just hoping i'm hoping the ride system is kind of like the flying theater uh concept we've seen from dynamic attractions um overall not excited for the ride but excited for everything around the ride Cool. Nick, what are your thoughts? Because you were throwing some stuff in. <laughs> I was just messing with Sean because of his tirades online about the stride. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be cool. Um, it's got some interesting things floating around about it. So we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely interested um, and I'm hoping for the best. Put it like that. Okay. No one's going to night up for Fallon in uh no, because Mike isn't here. Yeah, exactly. Mike's not here. Exactly in response to Mike. <laughs> no, it's just, I don't know. It's going to be great, uh, y'all. Gonna be great. Again, I'm, I, I, I don't mind screens, but this is kind of just like, it just sounds really boring. You know, it doesn't sound like the normal universal thing of pushing things forward. Um, yeah. John, do you have any questions? <laughs> about I, this I think I think Jimmy Fallon is insufferable and um, <laughs> the last thing no the last thing I it just it's a weird concept I don't know um I know he has really good ratings but I don't understand why you would build so it's like a tour of New York yeah who, who knows <laughs> we think but see why why would I want him to take me around just because just have New York funny. by itself because no. Because hashtag he's like, that, no, he's like annoying. He's like annoying kid with so much sugar in his body <laughs> that you just want to want him to go to sleep, right? And you're just kind of like, okay, man, we get it. Like you're really happy because he he says the same things. Always. He's like, I love your project, so great, so great, so great. I love your project. <laughs> um, and he's insufferable on the tour. He really is. You know, I mean, I hope they're not spending a lot of money on this. This seems like a weird addition, to be honest. I think they'll be spending more money on the outside, like the facade with 30 Rock and stuff like that, than they will be on the inside, to be honest. I will say this, though. If they have the Omni Max screen with Fallon's face up 40 feet in the sky, <laughs> uh, I would see that. <laughs> just so I can... No, it's just, you know... And then you have the interactive it. shooter aspect. You just shoot Jimmy Fallon's face just, and bounces yeah, around New York City. And, and, and you need to be able to control your own buggy. <laughs> no, no, it, spin it and then it, combination of um, Buzz Lightyear and Atopia and IMAX <laughs> I would totally know I would do that 100% With you can control machines. your buggy yes fog CO2 <laughs> from, from fog blasts randomly left right and upside down <laughs> <laughs> and fire put some fire in there 
And of course, the water blast right at the end. Is Universal Creative doing this in house? <laughs> we think so. <laughs> yeah. Because you know they 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 used to for Hollywood they sometimes hire outside companies to do shows and and they're trash. So well, maybe. I, yeah, Imagineering ah. does that often. Um, I remember the last time I remember them really announcing they did that and reading about it was like a lot of their test track uh, post show stuff was done outside. Yeah, I just this is a weird project. Yes, but Twister it is. was a weird. Twister was a weird attraction too. I mean, right. I'm not going to miss Twister. Well, John, but... he talked about the hand of God. <laughs> finger of God. No, the just, finger I, of God. I, Sorry, the finger I, of God. Someone told me it's like backdrop, so I went and I saw Bill Paxton, who I, I never really knew who he was. Sorry. And then I, and then we went to the second room. And the second room was cool. And the third room, I'm just kind of wondering, okay, my back is really wet. I see a cow flying <laughs> to the um, I... And then at the end, you have survived Twister. And I thought, all right not doing this again that was my first attraction at, at universal orlando i'm so sorry <laughs> it, could be, it could be worse it could have been rip ride rocket or shrek <laughs> actually what is up with that ride why is that ride so problematic uh rip it, ride always, rocket it's the people who it made just it looks ugly we don't have enough time to get into that yeah we, okay. you have another hour <laughs> yeah. and a half my my yeah. favorite part of twister is like the second room to the third room transition where they just kind of do the sirens and it's like you're actually in the area and you move over. That that's cool. And then everything else is like, okay, whatever. I don't know. When Twister works, when you get like a good funnel, because like the funnel machine definitely doesn't always work real well. Like when you when it when it works, it's pretty cool. But like when it doesn't, it is just super lame. They should just put backdrop there. I just don't understand why you go from inside of a house to outside for when the twister's coming. But <laughs> it's like, here, let's go under the shed. Yeah, you'll be safe here. There's a shed. That's what people in California do when there's a twister <laughs> coming. We we come outside. Well, you guys don't know what rain is anymore, so we can't blame you. <laughs> yeah, and we have water world too, and it's <laughs> Mister. <laughs> No, seriously, please send water uh, our way. If you have <laughs> Not like I cannot wash my car, guys. So it's, it's a it's a pretty big deal for me. I haven't showered in three weeks. <laughs> okay. I, I, I think we have a show title now. Please send water. <laughs> please send water to California. And uh. and please make sure that you pay for postage because we don't have the money. So you need to pay for everything. You know, be nice. Donate to us. We make movies, so yeah. <laughs> so nice. I guess we're done for tonight. We have we ran out of stuff to talk about. We talked about it for an hour and a half now. John, where can we find you at? I'm at InsideUniversal.net with um, uh, a crew of fantastic, much smarter than I am people. Seriously, I'm uh, probably the worst PR spokesperson for the site, but uh, you can find us there. And we have the Twitter and the Facebook and the uh... what is the one with uh, filters? Instagram. Yeah, that YouTube. One. <laughs> the, the one with the I, I filters. I think we have MySpace too. If you want to friend me on MySpace, uh, it's inside Universal. We're on Snapchat. On the snap, snap, snap yeah, snap us at the uh, chat. Awesome, <laughs> noted. Nick, where can we find you on? Where can we find you on? Yeah, where can we like, find you on? We know speak good. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm sorry, I'm getting tired. It's eleven o'clock here. This, that's the Ohio coming out, y'all. No, that's me living in Richmond, Virginia for nine years coming out. Uh, uh, Nick, where can uh, we find you at? Um, I'm in Georgia. Um, I'm on an island. Oh, do you, have you been to the CNN tour? 
Yeah, actually, I have. <laughs> That's all I need to know. It used to be the world's longest escalator, just so you know. Yeah, we were talking about that. We were talking about <laughs> that before missed... you got on. Okay. You know what, this is a recurring Star, joke Star that Way. no one hears about. So, oh, uh, it's Parkscope Nick on Twitter. There you go. Awesome. There you go, Sean. Where can we find you at? Parkscope with pe- <laughs> filled with people who are a lot dumber than me. Oh, <laughs> see, I I flipped it around. Mostly Mike, <laughs> because he likes Jimmy nah, Fallon. No, nah, I love you guys. I love you too, Sean. <laughs> But also at the same time, I hope I don't room with you. <laughs> so there oh, we go. No, no one, no one should want to room with me because I snore like a motherfucker. Yeah, it's I know. Bad. Well, yeah, so does my dad. That's why I bring earplugs. But I'm not rooming with Mike. Pillow on your face. Yeah, yeah I, I don't. Wanna, I don't want to kill him. <laughs> I felt bad for Jennifer at Halloween Horror Nights with me and Sean in the same room. Yeah, Nick, you don't think it's bad because you're just as bad as I am. <laughs> exactly. But, but it's like, but if you're both snoring, it's like noise-canceling headphones where, like, you're doing snoring at the different... It's like, like two negatives. And it, oh, so exactly, exactly. Like, yeah, cancellation. <laughs> I'm like you know, 95% I, I, sure the re- my, my snoring is the reason I'm still single. <laughs> yes, would, Sean, I'll, that's probably, the reason why you're still single. No, I think I'll it is. I think... Uh, I'd probably drop a pillow on your head accidentally and just say <laughs> that happened. I don't know. It just fell off the ceiling. I don't know. Yeah, it did. Too old for this shit. It just <laughs> fell off the ceiling and then I held it there until he stopped. <laughs> I didn't hold it. It was gravity. You know, that's how gravity works. It adds 20 pounds to everything. <laughs> it was a really big pillow. <laughs> it, was one of those, it was one of those husk ones or whatever. And he's know? paying too. So, you know, I can't, I can't pay for the bill. So you know, he's incapacitated. <laughs> I'll sign for him though, and and yes, all the mini bar charges are real. <laughs> okay, guys, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Kungaloosh, love everybody, hate everything. Peace. <laughs>